your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Welcome here, Raider Nation, to another episode of the Locked On Raiders podcast, still on November 24th, 2021. Disc 2. q is back. It's been a minute since we've done a double disc, but since it's the holidays, want to make sure that you get your fill of Raider talk. So uh, had the keys to victory in Disc 1. Disc 2, we're going to have the crossover edition. Then I'm going to take a little bit of time to relax on, on Thursday, even though I'll be at the game <laughs> at AT&T Stadium. So really won't be relaxing, be covering the game, bring you what I could bring you, uh, for Friday and of course back at it again on Monday but uh, yeah just going to drop this double disc want you to be able to hear the crossover edition in advance of the holidays of th- advance of Thanksgiving just in case uh, you don't get a chance to listen to it on the actual day of the game so uh, coming up on today's show but really before we get into it I do want to thank you again for making the Lockdown Raiders podcast your first listen each and every day and uh, of course the show is free and available on all platforms and uh, it could be your first listen and your second listen in today's uh, episodes because well, there's two different episodes on today. So coming up on the show, it is the crossover edition. Marcus Mosher, host of Locked On Cowboys, one of the hosts of Locked On Cowboys. I got a chance to talk to him Tuesday night. And uh, so we're going to talk all things Cowboys offensively and defensively. You'll hear that in segment number two and segment number three. Here in segment number one, I want you to hear my conversation I had with former Raider fullback Marcel Reese. Had that on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Tuesday. A really good conversation talking about the state of the team, what he thinks about the game on Thursday, if he thinks the team could dig themselves out of the hole that they're in right now, and also some charity work that he has going on uh, across the, the community here in Las Vegas and how it means so much to him and why it means so much to him. So all that's coming up is the double disc uh, edition. It won't be a super long edition, but uh, still you're going to get the crossover and you'll get it in your ear holes. So before we get to that, before we get to Marcus Mosher, I do want you to hear my conversation I had on Tuesday with former Raider fullback, four-time Pro Bowler, number 45, Marcel Reese. Marcel, we do appreciate your time. Uh, how are you doing today? First of all, how's everything going? Uh, you know what? Um, ask me that in a couple of days. Ask me that in a couple of days. We got a big one coming up, and, uh, you know, I got a feeling I'll be feeling much, much better than I am right now on Friday morning. I heard that, and, and I'm glad that you said that. At some point, I was going to get to talking about the team and, and where they're at right now, and one of the big things, I was talking to Jim Plunkett yesterday, one of the big things that he said is missing from this Raiders offense right now is something you're very familiar with, which is the run game. As mm. as a guy who, who knows what you're looking at and looking for, how critical is the fact that that run game is just not dominant like it, it used to be? How much is that hurting this offense right now? Well, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say the run game is not dominant. It's just... Uh, we haven't gotten to it um, for whatever reason. We haven't gotten to it. I think we'll figure it out. Um, but but we have to remember that the run game is is our identity. We have to remember what Raider that Raider brand of football is. Can't worry about the rest of the world and and what the generation is doing. But a Raider brand of football is where we find our identity and our signature for this team and this organization. And that uh, beating people up, that's imposing our will, taking our shots to be explosive every chance that we get those opportunities and not missing on those opportunities, executing on them, and then taking our opponent's soul. And you, uh, you rocked the 45 when you were a member of the Silver and Black. Another guy who rocks the 45, Alec Ingold, unfortunately out for the season with the torn ACL. Yeah. How much is that hurting this team? It, it, it hurts a ton, and, and um, I would even take it a step further and, not, and say that uh, it probably hurts us more in the locker room than it does on the field. 
Mm-hmm. And, and that's saying a lot yeah. because Alec Ingold is a, is a uh, tremendous football player, a really smart football player. And um, he, he means a lot to this team as far as uh, leadership and, and showing uh, guys how to be professional. He's, he's a constant professional um, on and off the field. And um, I've said it time and time again, I, I, wouldn't, I would rather have no one else uh, rock that 4-5 or five other than Alec Ingold. So um, just wishing him a, a speedy recovery. Um, but when it comes down to the silver and black, we, we have to be a next man up uh, sort of team. You know, we get a little jaded in this business because, you know, when a guy goes down, we have to, uh, we have to step up. And someone else has to step up and make big plays, and, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing that Thursday. Talking right now with former Raider fullback, four-time Pro Bowler Marcel Reese here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And Marcel, I threw the question out there to everyone and said, hey, the Raiders are 5-5, five and five. the AFC is really wonky. The NFL is kind of wonky this year, but the AFC, everyone is still in it. Do you feel that the team could pull themselves up by their bootstraps, climb themselves out of the hole that they're in right now? Do you think that the, the, the Raiders have it in that locker room to be able to do that? Absolutely. I mean, listen, we have to. That, there's no choice but to do that. We deserve that. Mark Davis deserves that. The entire Raider Nation deserves that. I'm looking forward to seeing this locker room be galvanized by, by a big-time leader on offense, defense, and special teams. Bring the guys together and let them know, listen, we can't worry about what happened in the past, but what we can do is be, live in the present right now, and our future becomes even brighter. That is what we have to do. We have to not worry about who we're playing. They're all nameless, faceless opponents, and just go beat up on them. Impose our will. Whether the game is pretty, the game is ugly, we we come out on top as winners. That's what being a Raider is all about. Did you ever play on Thanksgiving Day? I did, absolutely. How was that? How how, how much fun is that to be able to be on that big primetime stage on Thanksgiving? It's special. Um, There's a ton of tradition. I mean, listen – <laughs> a great Raider, John Madden himself, made playing on Thanksgiving fun. Uh, it's it, it, you know playing on Thanksgiving is so much bigger than just football. You have to think about it. it Thanksgiving is is you know one of my favorite holidays because it's not about anything but but spending time with your family and your loved ones. And when you have to go and play on Thanksgiving, that says so much about what your team means to you because. We spend more time with the guys in the locker room than we do with our with our own our blood families, and um, you know it's a it's a special special moment that you get to share with your team and go out there and just fight together for the nation and just go out and, and go get a win. You know it's a bunch of guys from different backgrounds, different traditions on Thanksgiving coming together for one common goal, and that's just to win football. Talking right now with Marcel Reese here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Perfect transition. Speaking of Thanksgiving, uh, you were doing some great work in the community here in Las Vegas, uh, handing out turkey baskets and Thanksgiving Day baskets for families that that need a helping hand. Uh, How important was that for you to be able to give back to the community? It's extremely important for me, not just for me, but for the entire Raider Nation and the Raider organization. You know, it's uh, it's. It's important for Mark Davis that, that we go out into this community and embrace this community of Las Vegas. And, uh, you know, I wasn't the only guy. You know, we have Casey Hayward doing things. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, our community relations guy, people doing things, and, and the Raider, Las Vegas Raider Family Association doing things. Uh, we, we are trying to tap every corner of Nevada, and it's extremely important to us. We came in in uh, 2017 and uh, said that Las Vegas was – getting more than just a football team. Right. 
and that's one promise we intend to keep. And, uh, you know, Thanksgiving is just one of those things. And for me, myself, personally, just going out there, one of my favorite holidays, like I said before, you know, being able to um, to share. You know, we didn't have a whole lot growing up. And um, the families that I like to reach out to don't have much. And I want to make sure that we can, you know, take give them one less thing to worry about for the holidays. Right. And, and that- uh, one thing they don't have to worry about is, is there going to be food on their table? Uh, no. We want to give them everything that they needed, possibly could need, on uh, Thanksgiving night, and that feast will be for them on the on their kitchen table. And that's a really impressive thing. I mean, it really is. And ever since I've been here, and since July, I've been noticing uh, the Raiders, you, everyone, Mark Davis, have been so deep into the community, and it means so much. And go along with uh, you know giving out those turkey and Thanksgiving Day baskets. You also spent time talking to the kids, which I think mm. is huge. What, what was the conversation like with the kids, just kind of uh, ch- trying to keep their minds right? You know what? It, it's, it's, it's funny that you ask that, but, you know, the conversation sometimes goes all over the place. It just depends on the kid because at first they, they see you as a football player, and then they see, wow, you know, the, you know, Marcel Reese came from a place that's not very different than what I come from. You know, me being from Inglewood, California, there's so much to relate to to what these kids go through on a day-to-day basis. And that's something that I want. I want to. I want to show that I'm living proof, um, you know. And and the conversation ranges for so many things. And and I want them to be comfortable to talk to us. You know, we're the Raiders, and we're here for them and to help them. And uh, it's 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 a really special time and a special moment. I could appreciate that in a major way, just especially with the youth, man. It's so important to give back to them and, and get them at a young age, so they can, like you said, grow up to be the next Marcel Reese or the next whoever. You know, just just they they can dream it if they have a dream that they can they can achieve it. And uh, Marcel, I got my guy Demond in here. He wanted to ask you a question. Go ahead. Yeah, Marcel, I'm with you. Thanksgiving is also my favorite holiday, but I've got to ask, what's the one dish that you've got to have for it to feel like Thanksgiving? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's a good question. I get it a lot, and, it, and it's always the same. You know, I, I love a cornbread dressing with a really tart cranberry sauce, man. Oh, man. <laughs> if, I, if, if, if I could, if I could give, get those two on a plate, that's really that's all I need, all I eat. Nice, nice. At what point of the day on Thanksgiving do you catch the itis, though? What, day, what part of the day do you, you eat so much that you're like, man, I got I to gotta lay it on down, take a nap? You know what? I used to, I, I used to get that itis, man. You know, right after the last football game, but I, you know, I can't afford to get the itis no more. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> I'm up here grinding, man. You know, I want to. I'm up here grinding, so there, there's no itis time right now. I heard that. I'm not mad at that at all. And Marcel, before we let you go, I wanted to ask you. We were talking about the youth, and we were talking about the community uh, the other day in Allegiant Stadium. I was blessed to be able to be at the high school state championship games that were held for the Ooh. first time at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, did you get a chance to go by there and check them out? And if you did, or even if you didn't, how special is that for youngsters to be able to play their state championship games in an NFL stadium like Allegiant? You know what? I didn't get that opportunity to go by there this year um you know i was stuck i was stuck in a in actually a couple meetings but um i heard everyone had a phenomenal time uh, i did drive by the stadium um uh on my way to a meeting i saw that it was it was getting packed up over mm-hmm. there um it's special you know growing up in high school you always knew there was that big stadium where where the, the championships were going to be played in la our, our our hoop championships we were looking forward to going to the forum or arrowhead pond or wherever it is so for us to be that staple, again, it's giving back to the community. You know, everything has to come back to Everything should come back to us. Like, right. we want to be the center of this community in, in, in such a positive way. And when it comes to football, 
why not play in the most beautiful building in the country? Right. I agree. You know, these, these kids, you know, they should be able to experience that. They're natives in Las Vegas. They're growing up in Las Vegas. And um, they're, gonna, they're Raiders. They're part of the nation. And we love them. And we want them to keep coming back to that stadium. We're proud of it. We want them to be proud of it as well. Absolutely. I, I thought it was awesome. I really did. I, I thought it was great. I saw all, like three out of the four games I was able to to witness. I was able to do my radio show from, from the radio booth that uh, uh, Lincoln Kennedy and Brent Musburger called the games from. I mean, it was a hell of an experience for me, but I know that that lasting impression in those young mi- men's minds are going to last forever. And so that was... Oh, it's, 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 that Allegiant Stadium should be a landmark for them. It's the Death Star, baby. Yeah. And it's their Death Star. It's our Death Star. And, and, uh, you know, everyone in Las Vegas should be proud of it because it is a beautiful building, and uh, we're going to keep taking care of it. We're going to start stacking some wins in that building. We're going to have fun. Marcel, we do appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you for uh, what you and the Raiders are doing in the community. It means a whole lot. It's more than wins and losses on the field, but obviously we want to see wins and losses on the field. So uh, we'll check back with you in a few days to see how you're feeling after that Thanksgiving Day game. But, uh, again, man, happy holidays. Go get that food, and uh, and appreciate your time, my man. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Let me. you got to let me know if you saw some uh, – some promising up-and-coming stars on that field the other day in high school. <laughs> hey, man, I'll tell you what. Bishop Gorman has a whole lot of special guys out there. Uh, Silverado's got some really good special players out there. There's a lot. Matter of fact, there's some with some Raider ties out there as well. So I'll, I'll let you know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. There he goes, former Raider fullback Marcel Reese, four-time Pro Bowler, number 45. You heard him talk about Alec Ingle, how if he wants anyone rocking the 45, that's the one he really wants and how much this team is missing him. But you heard him. He also believes that this team can make it happen. This team can pull themselves up by the bootstraps and get back to action and get back to winning ways. And it starts on Thursday. And uh, I don't know if you caught it, but he feels pretty good about how he's going to be feeling on Friday morning. Uh, thinks that the Raiders are going to be able to come away with a victory. So that's what I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Disc two, as we're taking it back to the old school, a little something, something. So you get everything that you need to get in for your Thanksgiving holiday. Coming up in segment number two will be part one of the crossover edition with Marcus Mosher, one of the hosts of Locked On Cowboys, as we break down the Thanksgiving Day game. Part one, talking all things defense, will come up right after I tell you about our good friends at betonline.ag. And betonline.ag has got you covered with everything. When I say everything, I mean everything. I'm talking about basketball. I'm talking about football, both pro and college. I'm talking about NHL, boxing, UFC, Vegas casino games. Again, any kind of sport you could imagine, BetOnline.ag's got you covered. Number one spot all season long. Go to the website right now. Go to the website right now on your mobile device or your laptop. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. How do you do that? Promo code locked on. That's how you do it. It's that simple. Whatever you drop into your account, however much money you put in your account, as long as you use that promo code locked on, you're going to get 50% on top of that to go ahead and play with. Just a nice thank you for uh, signing up with betonline.ag. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, and they're where the games start. Segment number two, part one of the crossover with Marcus Mosher, talking all things Cowboys is coming up. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. This two, that's right, the second episode on today's, well, on today. Uh, Got to get that crossover edition in. I know that's a lot of people's favorite episode of the week each and every week, and so it's time to look at the Dallas Cowboys. They're the next team up on the schedule, and it's a Thursday on this short holiday week. So Marcus Mosher from Locked On Cowboys was kind enough to join me on Tuesday evening uh, to break down this matchup and talk all things Cowboys so I could bring you this uh, episode a day early so you can prepare for uh, for the game on Thursday and still have that time to spend with your family where you're not trying to go and find a podcast, listen to the podcast, cook, and do all that other stuff at the same damn time. So let's go ahead and just jump right into it. Here is part one of my conversation with Marcus Mosher as we talk all things Cowboys defense here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. I always say that the Cowboys and Raiders are very similar from... Yes. The approach yeah. that they have, the players that they interchange with, the coaches that they interchange with. I feel like these teams are very similar, even though the Cowboys obviously are playing better than the Raiders this year. But just personnel and approach and and even just ideas that they have, I feel like they're very similar. They are similar in a lot of ways. And let's also not mention that these are the two teams that get screwed over by the refs more than any other team in the league. <laughs> right. Just throwing that out there. So I, I think both fan bases can agree with that. But yeah, the, the interim coach, Rich Passaccia, was a longtime special teams coach in Dallas. The defensive line coach, Rob Marinelli, was a defensive coordinator for a long time in Dallas. So, yeah, there's a there's a lot of DNA on this Raiders team that the Cowboys know very, very well. And I agree with you. I think, you know, Gus Bradley and Dan Quinn are both guys that come from the Seattle right. scheme. Uh, now, their approaches are a little different, but they play similar styles of defense. I think they both like to be balanced on offense. Uh, they want to run the ball. So, yeah, I, I I do think the Cowboys and Raiders are very similar in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's just so funny, you know, and even even going back to, you know, Jason Witten was on the team a year ago. You know, they had Jeff Heath on the team a year ago. You know, I mean, there's so many. Uh, Collins was on the team a year ago. I mean, just yep. it seems like if you're a Cowboy, at some point you're going to be a Raider. Or if you're a Raider, you're going to be a Cowboy in, in like Amari Cooper. I mean, it's yeah. just you know, Ryan Switzer. We all oh, that one didn't last very long. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's like, hey, don't worry. There's a pipeline from uh, Dallas to Las Vegas or Las Vegas to Dallas. It just it just there it happens go. like that. Now, you mentioned the defense and Dan Quinn, and uh, that was the big Achilles heel for the Cowboys a year ago. Is their defense just stunk. I mean, they just didn't have a defense to save their life. You could have scored and I could have scored. But this year, it's a lot different. Dan Quinn has done a good job, in my opinion, from a distance uh, that I know that they're really built. I feel like they were also built like the Raiders defense to play with a lead. What what yes. has really stood out to you the most about this Cowboys defense? Yeah, so Landon McCool, my co-host in Locked on Cowboys, I remember going into training camp into the season say, saying, if the Cowboys could have like the 19th ranked defense in the NFL, they're probably going to be okay and make the playoffs. They've been like a top 10 unit across the board this right. year. And you can even make an argument they've been even better than that. Against the Chiefs on Sunday, from the 14-minute mark on in the second quarter, they allowed three points on 10 drives against Patrick Mahomes. Like They were outstanding in that game without Randy Gregory, without Demarcus Lawrence, or without Neville Gallimore. I mean, they were missing a ton of dudes on defense, and they still managed to get stops. I don't know how Dan Quinn's doing it. He, he's This is a, a not an overly talented unit, but they're getting the job done. Uh, kudos to him because this is just a complete turnaround that I don't think anybody – in Cowboys Nation was expecting. 
Well, you know I can't let you get away with Cowboys Nation. You know how it is. Uh, Raider Nation gets very offended with the whole anything else nation thing. So that's I can't right. let that's, you slide with fine. that one. Listen, you, we know the Cowboys and Raiders both have sensitive fan bases. We know that. You cover <laughs> you cover the Raiders, so you already know the rules. <laughs> but moving oh, on, and, and with that defense, sticking with the defense, how about the rookie Micah Parsons, man? That guy, mm. I think he fell into the Cowboys' lap. I don't think he was the first plan uh, when they went into the draft this year. But sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And Micah Parsons is the real deal, man. What can you tell me about him? Yeah, he wasn't the first plan or the second plan. They wanted Patrick Sertan or J.C. Horn. Those guys both went 8-9. and nine. Cowboys traded down, and they just took the best player left on their board. And it was Micah Parsons. And week one, started at linebacker. They had a bunch of injuries going into week two when they were playing the Chargers. So they had no choice but to play him as an edge rusher. And kind of ever since then, that's where he's kind of stood out. He has eight sacks on the season. His pass rush win rate is among the best in the NFL. And I think in this game, you're going to see him lined up one-on-one with Brandon Parker. And that's not a great matchup for the Raiders, unfortunately. Now, Derek Carr can do some things to get rid of the ball quickly. They can put a tight end over there to help a little bit, maybe some Foster Moreau action. Uh, But without Alex Engel, the fullback, you do wonder – now, what is the protection going to look like in this game? I think Micah Parsons could have another huge game on uh, on Thursday. He He's a guy that can wreck a game. I mean, simple yes. as that. You mentioned eight sacks on a season. That would lead the Raiders in, in sacks. I mean, yeah. you know, so uh, he's, he's, he's amazing, man. I mean, just how, how shocked are you that he was able to just go into the league? I know he wasn't shocked. He's a very confident young man. But how shocked are you that he was able to just step into the NFL and play just about any position he wants to and at a high level? Shocked because he didn't even play football last year. Right. Like he opted out. He's this 21-year-old that really hasn't played a lot of football since high school. Uh, and now he's coming in and he's the best rookie edge rusher. He's the best rookie linebacker. You can line him up all over the field against the tight end. You can line him up as a will linebacker. He, he can do it all. It's it's really unbelievable because I'm not sure we've ever really seen a rookie come in and dominate multiple positions like that. It's just unheard of. It's amazing. It's fun to watch from a distance, but I'll tell you, man, it's going to be uh, it's going to be something scary on on Thursday. I'll tell you that because, uh, man, I, I don't know between Brandon Parker, Alex Leatherwood. I feel like Micah Parsons is somewhere uh, at the Star in Frisco, just licking his chops. Like, yeah, man, I cannot wait to get this going. Oh, now I will say, it, Derek Carr does a pretty good job of getting rid of the ball quickly and not taking a lot of ha- uh, sacks. So I think that is something that they might be able to avoid. However, when you do that, you limit your offense, right? You're, right. Just, you're not taking the shots down the field. And I think the Cowboys know that. So we'll probably see a lot of heavy boxes early on in this game. I would think so. And unfortunately for the Raiders, man, their run game is not playing very well right now. It's not producing. Uh, so they can't try to slow down. Uh, you know, they can't slow down the the pass rush that way uh, by using a heavy dose of the run game. They can't do that. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a struggle, man. They don't get a lot of separation on the outside right now. I mean, there's a lot of things to question about this game uh, on Thursday against the Cowboys. And, you know, talking about the secondary and wide receivers, Trayvon Diggs, I, I can't go without talking about this dude. I mean, he's just been a monster when it comes to creating turnovers and getting interceptions. Give us the lowdown on Trayvon Diggs. And I know there's parts of his game that he struggles, but he also comes up with a lot of big plays. So, so what can you tell us about him? Yeah, he's a high-variance player, right? Like, if you want this guy to come up and make tackles on the run game, he's just not going to do it. If you want him to, like, shut down an opposing receiver and give up no yards, he's not going to really do that either. But what he's going to do is make you question every single throw uh, that you you target him with because if the ball is even slightly off target, he's going to take it to the house. I mean, he already has eight interceptions this year. So 
a guy like Brian Edwards, who is a big physical receiver, doesn't really match up well with Diggs because that's the type of receiver he does well. He's going to run the route better than Brian Edwards. He's going to be physical and he's going to jump routes. So I think the Raiders can get him if you know the protection's good. It's just how much do you really want to test him on that side? Well, who do you think, since he's the guy who creates all the turnovers and he's the guy who runs the really good routes better than the receivers most of the time, who do you think matches up with Darren Waller? Yeah, that's the big question. Uh, Dallas doesn't have anybody that can match up with Darren Waller, and the truth is I don't know if any team really does. I mean, he is a unique player at 6'6", 260 pounds, and can run in the 4'4s, right? It really takes a team effort. you got to be able to, to dedicate multiple players to him. And more importantly, you got to get pressure on Derek Carr. But I think you'll see a lot of zone. You'll see some J. Ron Curse who cra- covered Travis Kelsey last week. But the Cowboys just don't have a guy in the roster that can athletically match up with him in the middle of the field. What would you say would be the weakest link when it comes to the defensive side of the ball? Like, what's the one area that, hey, this is where they could be exposed if the Raiders were to go ahead and take advantage of it? Yeah, I mean, if it's not Micah Parsons creating a pass rush, I don't know who else will. Because Randy Gregory is going to miss this game with a calf injury. Demarcus Lawrence is still on the injured reserve list. And they can get blown off the ball a little bit. We even saw that last week against the Chiefs. So... If the Raiders come out and just run the ball down their throats and keep the Cowboys a little bit off balance, I think they could have a lot of success because they are really missing an entire starting defensive line with Lawrence, Gregory, Gallimore, and Brent Urban all out. So that's the that's what makes me the most nervous as a Cowboy fan that Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake get 30 touches in this game. And maybe we even see some Marcus Mariota sprinkled in yeah. and they just kind of control the clock all game long. All right, so that was all things offense right there when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, what they're going to be bringing to the table Thursday at AT AT&T Stadium as the Raiders travel to Texas for their primetime matchup with the Dallas Cowboys. Now we got to talk about the defense, right? Well, we're going to do that in segment number three. That'll be part two of the crossover edition with Marcus Mosher. Before we get to that, though, do want to tell you about Built Bar. And, of course, I've been telling you about Built Bar for a very, very long time. If you have not tried them by now, again, I don't know what you're waiting on. It's a great taste of protein bar, but it doesn't taste like a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. It's 100% covered in chocolate. Uh, When you bite into it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You're going to be like, whoa, that's something different, man. That's exciting. It's an experience. It's not just eating some kind of a snack. It's an actual experience. You're going to think that it's a candy bar. You're going to say, there's no way this is good for you. Well, it is. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and they're high in protein. Everything that you need healthy-wise, but it tastes great. And there's so many flavors to choose from. They have coconut. They have cherry barcia, double chocolate, salted caramel, coconut almond, mint brownie, raspberry, and so much more. Matter of fact, uh, there's still a few more days left in November. Every three to four days, they're rolling out a limited time flavor. So uh, make sure you catch them, man. Catch them while you can. You know what I'm saying? Go to the website early. Go to the website often. Built.com. Promo code LOCK15 when you go to check out. It's going to get you 15% off your order just like that. Again, LOCK15. Built.com will get you 15% off your order when you go to check out. Segment number three and part two of my conversation with Marcus Mosher talking all things Cowboys offense. That is on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast crossover edition, disc two on this uh, November 24th, 2021, this Wednesday, preparing for the Thanksgiving holiday. Again, hopefully everyone's going to get some good time to spend with their family. I know my family is excited about going back to Texas and seeing a bunch of family and friends, so uh, hopefully you're able to do that as well. Well, let's go ahead and jump into part two of the conversation I had with Marcus Mosher, talking all things Cowboys. We talked all things defense in segment number two. Now it's time to turn our attention to offense and of course when we do that we got to start off talking Dak Prescott of course Dak Prescott comes back from that horrible injury he gets the contract he's playing some good ball struggled last week against Kansas City where's Dak at right now I mean he's playing the best football of his career it's really unfortunate that Amari Cooper is not going to play in this game for a lot of different reasons it would have been nice to see him play against his former team but this offense just isn't the same without Amari because this is somebody who can win against one-on-one coverage, whatever he wants. You basically have to double him. And when you do that, that just opens up CeeDee Lamb in a slot, Michael Gallup on the outside. He's not going to be there. And we don't know about CeeDee Lamb either, who's dealing with a concussion. So if Prescott doesn't have those two guys, and I don't think he will, this offense is suddenly a lot easier to defend. Uh, They're going to need Prescott to play one of the best games of his career. Uh, I'm interested to see how it looks on a short week. Who fills the void? Uh, if if uh, if CD's not there, obviously, like you said, Cooper's not going to be there. But I mean, is it you know a heavy dose of the tight ends? Is it you know Michael Gallup, a heavy dose yeah. of him? Uh, who gets the who gets the majority of the looks? Well, Michael Gallup will be the de facto number one receiver, and I got to admit, I don't love that matchup with Casey Hayward. Hayward's just too smart of a player. He's too too quick and twitchy. That one could cause the Cowboys some problems. So uh, Cedric Wilson, who's really been a slot receiver, yeah. uh, you'll see more snaps from him. Noah Brown, uh, a draft pick from Ohio State a couple years ago, a big physical receiver but does not run very fast. My guess is it's going to be just a little bit of everybody. You're not going to see one guy get 10 targets. It'll be Schultz with six targets. And then uh, Tony Pollard out of the backfield with a couple tar- targets. And then Ezekiel Elliott in the run game. I, I don't think – You'll see one guy get fed in the passing attack this week. You know, you mentioned Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. Uh, the Raiders have struggled to stop the run. You know, they really have. Joe Mixon had a nice game a, a week ago. Uh, multiple running backs have had good games against the Raiders in that rush attack. They're able to get to the quarterback. No problem. They're able yeah. to get there. But the running game is, has been very successful against the Silver and Black. So uh, what kind of what, – what, how do you think Kellen Moore will, will attack the Raiders' defense? Because he, to me, is a guy who likes to get a little cute at times and maybe throw the ball more than he has to, even near yeah. the goal line. I think if the Cowboys are looking at this game, you would think it would be a Tony Pollard game because Ezekiel Elliott's hurt. I mean, it's, he's dealing with an ankle injury. He's dealing with a knee injury. He just doesn't look the same. Tony Pollard, on the other hand, looks quick. He's explosive, decisive. And I, the linebackers aren't really spring chickens, right? Like they, right. they're playing a lot of KJ Wright, uh, a lot of Denzel Perryman, some Corey Littleton. I think if you can get to the second level, I think you can beat those guys with some speed. So I would think Tony Pollard would be the preferred option this week at running back. Uh, but you'll see both guys. Both guys will probably have double-digit touches. Um, I think you will see a lot of carries in this game from the Cowboys running backs. You know, and for the Cowboys running backs to be successful, for Dak Prescott to be successful, that offensive line's got to hold up. I know there's a bunch of injuries. that They've been dealing with them now for multiple years when it comes to the offensive line. Yep. What's the shape of the offensive line right now? Who do you think's in? Who do you think's out on Thursday? Sounds like Tyron Smith is playing, which means this is the first time since Thanksgiving of 2019, not 2020, 2019, the Cowboys have had their entire offensive line intact. Ooh. So uh, we should see a really good game from them. 
Uh, I am a little bit nervous about Lyle Collins against Max Crosby for all the reasons we stated. Yeah, This is Tyron Smith's first game back in a month. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe is a heck of a pass rusher, but I think the Cowboys should be able to run the ball in this game. Uh, they should be able to blow off the, you know, the guys in the defensive line. I mean, we know Rod Marinelli. They, they don't have a lot of size in the defensive line. Like Solomon Thomas and Quentin Jefferson are not the biggest dudes in the world, right? And they're going to have to be going against Zach Martin and, and Tyler Biotish and Connor McGovern. The Cowboys should be able to run the ball with their massive offensive line in this one. How, how much do you think it helps the Cowboys knowing so much about the Raiders, knowing a lot of the guys, like you mentioned, Rob Marinelli. Yeah. Obviously, they know uh, Rich Basaccia. You know, there's other guys on the squad that they know, and they just kind of know the tendencies. And not only that, Dan Quinn knows Gus Bradley very well as well. Sure. I don't know if it really matters all that much because a lot of the guys that we, you know, we just mentioned Basaccia and Marinelli were guys in the previous coaching staff with Jason Garrett. This is a whole new group with Mike McCarthy. I, I think us fans, you know, we'd probably talk about it more than they do. So yeah. I, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. What about Quinn and, and Gus Bradley? You think that that's a, a, a little bit of a difference? Uh, a little bit, but I mean, Listen, these two guys have been defensive coordinators for a long time in the NFL. We know exactly what they're going to do on basically every single snap. It's just it's just executing, right? So I don't think Dak Prescott's going to be surprised by anything Gus Bradley does. And just like I don't think Derek Carr's going to be surprised by anything that Dan Quinn does. I mean, they've, they've both played those guys multiple times before. I think they'll be fine. Right. No doubt about it. And final final question for you as far as just the game in general. Uh, how about the atmosphere? You know, it's it's Thanksgiving. It's prime time. Uh, Cowboy fans are going to be there. They're going to be uh, lubed up and fired up, ready to go. <laughs> Raider fans, you know how Raider Nation is. Travels very well. It's going to be fired up. I know they got a tailgate already lined up for a, a certain lot or whatever. I mean, they're, they're excited too. Uh, how do you think the atmosphere is going to be there on Thursday? I like that you said the Cowboy fans are going to be lubed up. They're, they're skipping the turkey for the wild turkey in this yes. one. Is that what you you're basically Absolutely. saying uh, I, it's going to be loud because these Thanksgiving games are always loud, but depends on how the game starts. As we saw in that 2013 one, that crowd was dead quiet after right. the first five seconds of that game. So I expect it to be loud. I actually expect this to be a really competitive game. The Raiders absolutely need this game. Yeah. It feels a lot like a kitchen sink game where if they don't win, the season's basically over. Now, if you do win, you're right back into the, you know, the AFC wildcard hunt. For the Cowboys, yeah, they need this game, but they basically have the division locked up. Right. I think the Raiders are gonna are gonna play with a lot of urgency. And I think we're going to do the game that's pretty competitive going into the fourth quarter. Don't get me started on the word urgency, man. Don't get me started. I asked, <laughs> I asked uh, Coach Basaccia about that after Sunday. Where was the sense of urgency? And he gave me the he gave me the uh, he gave me the business, man. Coach he told answer. me that it was there the yeah. whole game, but I didn't uh, see it. So I'd love to see it on Thursday. I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. Uh, I love Coach Basaccia, though. Yeah, he's hope, a good dude. <laughs> I, I hope they get things turned around. Right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens on Thursday. You're right. They need the game more than the Cowboys do. And, and I kind of feel like they needed that Bengal game in a major way. They should have got that one. They weren't able to do it. So we'll should see what happens on Thursday. It's going to be it's going to be tough one, sledding right? for the silver and black. But yeah, man, yeah. that's that, that's a tough call. We'll see how it goes. At least it's prime time. It should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun. That The Giants game is the one that really bothers me. If you're a Raider fan, like that's a game you, yep. you just need to win. Right. If it's not for Derek Carr's t- turnovers. 
I think we're talking about a different outcome. But yeah, this should be a, this should be a really fascinating game, and I'm excited to watch it. So there it is. There it was Raider Nation. That is the crossover edition. That is this two on this November 24th, this Wednesday. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed that. Hopefully you're able to get all the feel that you need when it comes to the Raiders. So uh, yeah, you're able to uh, relax and do what you got to do. Maybe you're in the house cooking. Maybe you're preparing for family to come over. Who knows what you're preparing for? But uh, try to make sure we get in as many episodes as possible as the holidays are coming up. Of course, uh, Thanksgiving now, and then we're going to have Christmas in December and New Year's and all that good stuff. Want to get in as many episodes as possible, even with the Raiders being on a three-game slide. The grind don't stop. The grind don't quit. That's how we get down. Hopefully, you have a lot better idea of what to expect on Thursday from the Silver and Black. Well, not from the Silver and Black, but from the Cowboys, what they could be attacking the Raiders with on Thursday. So, uh, appreciate Marcus Mosher for, uh, you know, jumping up and, and helping me out a day early so I can make sure I can bring this to you. And uh, cool. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed that. Uh, for me, I'm going to keep this party rolling. I'm going to stay busy uh, today. Matter of fact, this morning, I'm going to be on uh, ESPN Las Vegas filling in on the press box for Ed Graney. He's already on his way to Dallas to cover the game on Thanksgiving. So myself and Tyler Bischoff will be holding it down on ESPN Las Vegas, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, then, of course, I got to double down and do my show on Raider Nation Radio, 922 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So, uh, yeah, going to be a busy dude. Then after that, uh, make a beeline to the airport, make sure uh, the family's all good to go, and then, boom, we're going to be on that bird headed to Dallas. So uh, it's going down in a major way. Uh, be safe, be strong, whatever you got to do this uh, holiday weekend. Uh, enjoy yourself, enjoy the game on Thursday, and we'll see how it all shakes out. Maybe the Raiders will snap their three-game losing streak and improve to 6-5, and five, and, well, there'll be some happy calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line. But either way, we'll be back at it because you know that's what we do. Raider Nation, enjoy your holiday. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Until then, just win, baby.